With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, it's no surprise. It's a disappointment, but no surprise. Bill Belichick will not be going to the White House. It's still not enough for some people. He refused to go, but it's not enough. They want blood. Uh, Nick Saban wins his seventh national title, which is one more than his buddy Bill Belichick. Um, Mike Milbury is out at NBC for doing absolutely nothing. Justin Thomas, on the other hand, he did a little something. We'll play you that. We'll ask you what should happen to Justin Thomas, uh, all that and much, much more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members could get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, Zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Cullinan, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan podcast. Hi, right, Alex Reamer and Dave Cullinan. I'm, I got to, I, I got to say, I got to be honest here. I got, I, I'm fearing that Bill Belichick, he might not be any fun at all. That's the problem. I used to think, you know, Bill Belichick was a fun guy, and he would see the opportunity here to just seize the day. It would be the biggest story in America. It would have been the biggest the, the biggest controversy in, in Patriots history. And that's saying something. All he had to do was get on a private jet, head to D.C., and allow Donald J. Trump to clip a little metal around his neck. And we'd have been all set. We'd have been talking about it for months. But, of course, Belichick uh, did what's best for the team and and bowed out. No surprise. I, I said yesterday he won't do it. Turtle Boy said it, I'm sure. I mean, nobody thought he would actually do it. The fact that we even entertained the thought for a day was pretty amazing. But uh, he uh, released a statement. We can read some of that statement. And immediately <laughs> – here it is, the statement from Bill Belichick on the screen. Um, uh, what's notable about the statement is he does not mention 
the 45th president, doesn't say his name, doesn't even get into any details, but he does say he was offered the chance to get the medal and uh, subsequently the um, events, the tragic events at the uh, Capitol kind of took over and he didn't think it was appropriate to go down there now. And I knew he would do that because he probably would have no problem doing it, but he knows a lot of his players and maybe other coaches and other free agent players would have a problem with it. And I guess he was true to himself. He does not want to distract from things that are from whatever is best for the team. This would not have best been best for the team. It would have been best for us. And I don't know why the media was all so dead set against it because it would have been a great story and a great visual, a great uh, video. But uh, he said, no, I guess, does this mean Trump just like mails him the, the medal? Is that what happens? Another another slight by Trump and the uh, by the Patriots against Trump. They didn't go visit him after the last Super Bowl a couple years ago, and Belichick uh, snubs him for what would have been Jerry one of his final White House events. Belichick could have bookended the Trump presidency. That endorsement letter was read right. the night before the sixteen election, and this would have been, as I mentioned, one of his last events as POTUS. See, if he did it, if he went there and they clipped it on, there's really not a lot of. Uh, other, it's just a quick little thing we would see. Quick little thing, boom, boom, thank you. Everyone, you know, take, take a picture and moved on. You know, and I know it would have been a huge story. The, the, the people at the Globe would have flipped out. They would have immediately, my prediction is, they would have gone through his divorce records. They would have found something he wrote in his high school yearbook. They would have begun on an absolute seek and destroy mission against the coach if he dared to allow trump to clip a medal around his neck that's not going to happen now so they probably put the divorce records back in the drawer and they probably said you know we'll save it because belichick may end up playing golf with trump someday or may be seen having dinner with trump someday with the wives that's that's probably going to happen i don't get the sense that belichick genuinely hates him because of whatever you know whatever political thing happened in the last four years i do think there is as we learned four years ago when he read that letter, there's this kind of strange affection that Belichick has for Trump and vice versa. So I do think we will see them together again someday. It's not going to be anytime soon, but some, maybe when they're both retired, they're both you know, old and, you know, just uh, doing what retired old people do and, you know, playing around a golf or having lunch. We will see that someday. We'll never see Trump with Brady. Never, ever, ever. We'll see Trump with Belichick, and we will see Trump with Kraft someday. Well, I mean, but how come, Jerry, I saw you tweeting this a lot yesterday. Like, how come Belichick can't be somebody who was disgusted by what he saw at the Capitol last week and said, yeah, I don't want to go and pose with this guy who rallied an insurrection? Why? Because he didn't rally an insurrection. We we can get into that if you'd like. There's nothing in that speech. You know it, if you're going to be honest. There was nothing in that speech about about storming the Capitol. There's nothing in there about insurrection. Here's how I know Alex can't debate this because he says, oh, Jerry. You say, oh, Jerry. Because it's just obvious. Why were they storming? Why did they? I mean, I know this is six days old, but the the, the after effects are still with us. Why why did they storm the Capitol then? Because they're they're thugs and and vandals. Okay, Jerry. But what was their what was their point? Their point? What? Whose point? You mean like Viking Man or the Viking yeah, Man? What's his the guy? guy? With, What's the rebel point? flag? Those. Yeah. Not only did Trump not order them to storm the Capitol, he said just the opposite. He said, "Let's be peaceful 
uh, he didn't uh, want to do that. Even on top of that, this hurts him more than anything. Why would he want this? It's so stupid. Nothing's hurt him before. This is the exception. This is the exception. He's gotten away with everything before. This is the first time he, I mean, we'll say he still could get away with it if he's not impeached and convicted. Well, he will not be convicted. You know, that will never happen. Um, it's, well, it's a get away rating. with it again. Get away with what? He's he's done in eight days, Alex. I mean, let's be honest. The whole idea of impeaching him is idiotic. Well, it, it could prevent him if he were convicted. As you know, there could be a separate vote then that would prevent him from holding office again. Okay. First of all, he's never going to hold office again. I don't think he'll end up running again. Secondly, you know what it takes to convict him, correct? You know, it takes two yeah, thirds. Yeah. So that will never, ever happen. Oh, I agree. It won't happen. No. So, so why do it? Because you can't, you kids, you can't have the met. You can't start the, uh, the you, you, these things cannot go unpunished. If you so, rally an insurrection, as they said, you have to be held accountable. You know, I mean, we, we could play the damn speech if you'd like. He does not tell them to storm the castle. He does not encourage insurrection. But in fairness, don't you, don't you, and I think you said this, Jerry, like look at Don Jr. and Giuliani that same day. Like what was Giuliani's exact words? Like by combat? Is that what he by said? By combat. Like, like it, that. Are you guilty by association? just in that situation yeah. in some cases so so let me get this straight because uh trump's friend said something about combat and a bunch of morons stormed the capitol you're going to impeach trump do i have that right no i'm not going to impeach i think that i think the biggest thing you said is are a bunch of morons because i don't think that's what they were implying that you literally need to go and, yeah. and engage in that type of in- in, in- why yeah, exactly. Want, again, it's a it's a simple question. Why, if you're Trump or anybody who supports Trump, why would you see, support these morons who did more damage to Trump than anybody in the last four years? Why why would you support them? Why would you sit there and feel like any any connection, any any support for you know Viking man or the rest of these idiots? But Jerry, but Jerry, this speech I'm reading it again since you brought it up. He's it's filled with violent imagery. Trump is telling his people, <laughs> he's telling violent his people, imagery. yes, he's telling his people they have to quote fight much harder. You have oh, to show oh, strength. You have okay, to be there's strong. There's never been a political speech in the history of politics that doesn't say fight for your cause. Never. And I don't even want to get into it, but the idea that people like Kamala Harris, who supported the violence all summer, d- donated to bail out. The rioters in Minneapolis, people, I mean, you're, the entire Democrat Party supported the violence we saw across the country for months. They not only, and, and then when, when, when they burned the church next to the White House, they blamed Trump. They blamed Trump for that. They didn't burn that. They didn't burn it, Jerry. There, that was a peaceful demonstration and protesters not, were tear gas. It was not. And I mean, you got to, let's deal in reality here. You saw it every day, still today. I mean, they're burning things that they tried to burn the federal federal courthouse in portland for a hundred days and democrats supported them the same corporations who are now saying we're not going to give money to republicans gave money to blm during the violent protest where they burned a police station to the ground i don't feel like going over all this old ground with you but i just will say this jerry even if and i do there was violence this summer in the city streets no doubt Mm -hmm. about it but, Jerry, these people were storming the Capitol looking to kill our vice president, the Speaker of the House, and any but Senate Majority Leader McConnell, anybody. And listen, you want to you know, harm McConnell? I'm, I'm on board with you there, I think. But, but now, never death. And 
Uh, you can't see the difference, Jerry. These people wanted to kill our vice president. Hey, they 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 literally killed people in the summer, and these and 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 people and people died during this event correct, Wednesday. Correct. That's yeah. just why. That is why I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. Just like every conservative, the difference is we're consistent. You're not. You like some violence. Uh, and, and don't like others. I, I condemn all the violence, all the riots, all the mobs. I condemn all the mobs. You don't. That's the but difference. You don't think, Jerry, that looting stores, which is terrible, is different oh. than storming the Capitol looking to, again, kill our vice president, speaker of the House, and all the most powerful people in government outside yeah, of the no. president who was, again, rallying his troops? Uh, I, I think... Uh, th- those stores, um, in many ways, that's worse. When you burn a store to the ground, kill a store owner. I mean, they, they don't have capital police. They don't have security. They're not surrounded by by security. You know, these people are vulnerable. The people in Minneapolis who lost everything, homes, businesses. Yes, they're more uh, vulnerable than, uh, than Mitch McConnell. As we saw, Mitch McConnell's fine. He had security. He was uh, shuffled off to some safe space. I, I wonder... I want to know, and I know you'll agree with me on this. We talked about it uh, yesterday. Was uh, wouldn't you love? You're 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 a journalist, you know. Sometimes, some days, wouldn't you love real journalism? And I, it could be the Washington Post. It could be the Boston Globe. It could be you know someone. It probably will be someone else, like uh, the Washington Examiner or someone uh, to do a real deep dive, minute by minute of the siege, where you could find out exactly what they were planning like were they really planning to kill uh, aoc said they were they we came close to losing half the members of the house now granted she's a dummy but she thinks we were close to losing more than 200 house members so if they didn't get to uh, escorted off to some safe place would they have really killed them all <laughs> like 200 people i mean the people people they came armed they were armed they were armed and storming the capital of them armed they were. They were armed. Jerry, pipe bombs were planted at right. DNC and RNC. Yeah, they, they didn't have. <clears throat> they didn't have pipe bombs in the Capitol, as far as I know, and I didn't see any of them armed. Not one. Did you? Yes. Really? Because yeah. I, I would love to know more. I'd love to know what they were thinking, and obviously, would love to know what the police were thinking when they opened the door and let them in. I realize a bunch of them are, are uh, have been suspended and probably will be fired, maybe even charged if they cooperated in this but i i would find it fascinating to see what the end goal was was it really to kill everybody i mean i think ultimately it was to take selfies in speaker pelosi's office we're lucky that these were not on the whole very serious people right. or right. else as i said Real damage could have been done, never mind more loss of life. But, you know, they had free reign of the place. They could have stolen government secrets. Like if you were a foreign power, Russia, if Russia, Jerry, really wanted to harm us, they could have implanted some people to storm the Capitol and do some real damage. And if you weren't blinded, blinded by your hatred of Trump and everything, Trump, you would say, what the hell were the cops doing? I got a simple question, Alex. Well, that to me is the. I mean, if you're going to talk about Wednesday's events, that is the number one story. How did this happen? You've seen the videos. Right. These people were just allowed in. Well, um, so so were they complicit? Were they dumb? Really, really simple question. <clears throat> I asked it yesterday. I'll ask it every day. Why didn't they lock the doors? <laughs> Why didn't? 
In, there's a term you see it in the movies lockdown let's lock down the place i've never heard that word though why wouldn't they lock down like why wasn't nancy pelosi's office locked <laughs> i don't i don't understand which is why i would love i wish we still had journalism in this country i wish there were still reporters out there working reporters there aren't there are only partisans there are places with uh, resources like the washington post that just bezos money but if it doesn't work in Jeff Bezos's favor, if whatever they do and doesn't help Amazon, they won't do it. So maybe there'll be an angle where they say this will help Amazon. Let's give the deep. Well, I think it's pretty clear. You, I mean, we have we have all these Capitol police officers suspended now. I mean, I think there is a lot of pro-Trump feelings within those ranks, and I also that think that. Think? Yeah, I think that. Really? Yeah, I Jerry, I don't think police get overrun when they don't want to be overrun. But why, again, if you're pro-Trump, why would you want this? That's what I don't because, get. Because, pro, Kent, because know, like you. Officer Brian Sicknick was pro-Trump. He's right. dead. Well, and, he didn't think he was going to die. He didn't think his own people would harm him, and they okay, did. Then, then, then help me out. If this guy's with them, lets them in, actually talks to them, takes selfies, and we're all in this together, why would you kill him? Because they just saw someone of authority, and they wanted to get past. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he took the selfies, but... Uh, you know, I'm well, not well, saying he's. Uh, well, there, there you go, Alex. There you go. Why don't we know? Wouldn't you love to know? I've never seen anything where I wanted more answers. Like, tell me exactly what happened step by step. We already know there's one cop, um, and, and he's been identified in the media as black Capitol police officer. They don't know his name, but he's a hero. He helped uh, d- distract the mob. He took them down a different direction, away from where all the congressmen were hiding. So he's been considered a hero. He'll get some award. Maybe he'll get a Medal of Freedom, and he'll accept it. But I'd love to know his story. But think of this. Those Capitol policemen, they're all suspended. If you're the Washington Post, why not call them up? Off the record, officer, what the hell happened? That would be such a good story. Maybe again we'll hear it. I'd love to hear it. Uh, Maybe we'll never know because the, the narrative works for the mainstream media and the Democrats, it, it is the worst thing to happen to Trump. And it kind of makes Trump persona non grata, you know, because of the mob, you know, he lost the PGA at his golf tournament because of the mob, all the big banks say they won't do business with him. If that didn't happen, if they'd never, if they locked the doors and the mob just went to the steps of the Capitol, None of this stuff would have happened. Yeah, but so, I mean, I think there was a lot of poor coordination as well. The National Guard deployments were delayed for a long time as well. And I think that's because there was a malaise among the federal government about Wednesday because these were Trump's people and they were acting cautiously, I think, and, and out of deference. I've seen the video and pictures from when they stormed the Capitol, uh, uh, the, the Kavanaugh protesters. Went right in, right to the well of the Senate um, or the the House. I don't know. They, they, and they literally went down the aisles, screaming, waving, while the congressmen and senators were still there. I mean, hundreds of them. And they did it. And there was no big deal. It was no crime. They didn't charge them. Well, how many people died? Well, that? I was going to get to that. If so, if you're just somebody, the doors are open. You're a Trump supporter. You got your MAGA hat and your sign. And they open the doors and you walk in and you just say, you know, stop the steal or whatever the chant was. What's the crime? What is? What do they charge them with? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, are you you're allowed? Are you allowed to just enter the the Capitol building under normal well, I mean, circumstances? You were, I think you were so. when right. Kavanaugh was. You were during the Kavanaugh hearing. Yeah, then I guess nothing, Jerry. But they did more than just you know uh, protest. They they this was an armed. I mean, they well, no, were no, no no no. I just gave you the scenario. Someone's 
They're just supporting Trump. They got a sign. They walk in the open door and, and hold up a sign. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't vandalize anything. What do you charge them with? Is Nothing. What I'm Trespassing? I guess, but they, but that's but but this wasn't what that was. I, okay, I just told you that. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Let's go well, back. Yeah, to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, that then wouldn't. Someone be a- walks in. Some woman. Some you know, sixty-year-old woman from Topeka flew in just because she loves Trump. She has a red hat and a sign. They open the door. She walks in. She holds up a sign. Says, "We love Trump." What do you charge her with? I, I don't know. Nothing. I guess maybe, I have no maybe, idea. You know, maybe know. you know they finally figure out who the vandals were and they charge that guy. And here's what's going to happen: they're going to do hard time. I don't know if you saw the story, but Viking man, that that idiot Viking man, he's in prison. He got arrested Friday. It's Monday, yesterday. And his mother starts complaining because he hasn't eaten since Friday because he only eats organic food. And in prison, they will not get him organic food. They should. (laughs) They should what? Give him organic food. See, I'm consistent. I want prisoners' rights across the board. (laughs) So – Organic food is a prisoner's right. Yeah, you got to eat healthy. You got to be strong so for what's support, to come. Zarniev is suing because they won't give him his white hat back. Do you support that too? Is that the one he wore in the Rolling Stone cover? Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's the one he wore when he bombed the marathon and killed no. Martin Richard. You want to no. give him that back? I wouldn't give him that back. But anything he wore in the Rolling Stone cover, I would give back to him. Because he was dreamy. He was, was, was good looking in that. Yeah. 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 I'm waiting for the globe, the globe to come out and say, give him his hat. And he wants his hat and his bandana back. That's that's his basic grievance. But the, 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 the case can't go forward because he will not pay his um, filing fee. I'm sure he's, he's, you know, Joker Zarniev has had everything handed to him his whole life. They've been on the dole, every kind of handout. He took advantage of welfare, financial aid, Section 8 housing, and he's sitting there filing a, a, a lawsuit. And they said, you need the filing fee. I believe it's 400 bucks. And he said, you know, it's talk to the taxpayers, everything I had. And they, so he didn't pay it. And the judge said, this isn't really a, 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 a legal filing until you pay. And I assume they're probably passing the hat at the Globe right now, trying to get uh, raise four hundred bucks so poor Joe Carr can sue and get his hat back. But uh, good luck to him. Um, uh, back to Belichick. Here's the other, here's the other thing I knew, Alex. We knew he wouldn't go. I mean, did you have any any thought that maybe he would? I mean, any doubt that he would skip this? It would have been hilarious if he did go. I was rooting for it, but uh, See, I know I know you would. See, that's why that's why that's why I like you, Reamer, because you're at least uh, you you see a good story. You know a good story when you see it. This would have been an unbelievable story, and the pictures and the video would have been incredible, and we'd have been talking about it for months. But I knew a I knew he wouldn't go, and b I knew why. It was because, it, and it's not because of the siege in the Capitol. It's not because of anything Trump said or did. It's he knows how pissed off Devin McCourty and company would have been. That would have been that would not have gone over well with a number of players, not just players on his team, but other players in the league. It would have hurt him in their eyes. Well, look and, at just the social media reaction to it last night. Gonna, gonna it, get to that. Yeah, it wasn't even just enough. It's literally the wording of his statement now. A guy who literally just says, on to Cincinnati. He uses three words at every press conference. Now we're complaining that he gave us a little bit more in a statement and the fact that he chose to say the decision versus saying my decision is the issue. It, it was predictable, I suppose, when we when we saw 
uh, you know, the statement that he didn't mention Trump. And that's my first thought. I said, he, oh, he didn't come out and say, I hate, you know, Donald Trump. Uh, if, if he did, uh, they would have found something else to uh, bitch about, I think. But we got Lisa Guerrero, my old, my former friend, when she was uh, here in New England uh, in charge of the Patriot cheerleaders. What kind of car does she drive? Uh, I forget, but she uh, was Hugh Millen's girlfriend. And uh, that's the only like time I've ever like hung out with an actual player. Hugh Millen and I were friends. And uh, we double dated. And, you know, Lucy Guerrero would sit there at dinner. She would, like, just undress me with her eyes. It was very uncomfortable. She was, you know. Uh, I'm sure. She's spectacular. She's getting, you know, she's. And she became kind of a hardcore militant liberal. And she was upset. Do you have what Lisa Guerrero? I don't have her tweet in front of me, uh, Cullen A. But do you yeah, have let me screen share it. Yeah. What there Lisa Guerrero said. She wasn't happy because uh, Belichick wasn't, I don't know, forceful enough. The decision has been made rather than I made the decision. Why does everything have to be so complicated with these people? I'll fix it. What happened Wednesday was reprehensible, seditious, and I don't want any part of the administration that tried to overthrow American democracy. (laughs) Overthrow America. Uh, So she's now uh, basically uh, a drama queen. That's her uh, full-time job. But this was because she didn't think um, what... Oh, there's there's another guy. There's a guy in Boston, a TV guy named Adam Bagney, and he said it wasn't enough that he didn't name Trump, and he's he's deleted the tweet. So he uh, bitched about whatever Belichick said. Handle the blowback, my man. Uh, right, you got it. You got to be ready for the blowback. Be ready for it. Um, uh, and and you know, Patriot uh, Thornton Nation, Patriot fans are are, are, f- are firing back at like Lisa Guerrero because they're because they're because they're Trump rump swabs too. Why does it make you a Trump rump swab? You, I mean, Belichick minimizes the the conflict in these situations. That's what he does. That's why he was never going there. I'm I'm surprised before the Capitol Hill riot that he agreed. I assume that's what happened, right? He, he was offered this thing before the riots. He said it'd go. He changed his mind. I mean, I don't blame him. Again, I was rooting for me. I was rooting for the story. That's what I do. I wanted, I was rooting for chaos. I was rooting against the globe. That's what uh, decent people do. Not surprised that he didn't go. I'm just, uh, I'm disappointed. (laughs) I would have loved to see him go. And again, I think someday, somewhere you'll see him hook up with his old friend, Donald J. Trump. And it will, uh, and the, the same crowd will just flip out again. But why does it have to be, I agree with you on the whole, but why does it have to be purely this cynical motivation? I'm not going to go because I don't want to upset the McCordys or I don't want to upset free agents. Like why couldn't it, like why can't it be, well, why can't it be Belichick didn't go because he was disgusted by what he saw last week and doesn't want to be affiliated right now with the guy who caused that. Well, A, the guy didn't cause that. B, maybe, you know, just maybe, Alex, <clears throat> Belichick doesn't look at it that way. Did you consider that? And How I, could you look at it any other way? We just went over it. I know. Like, he didn't say, you know, let's riot. Let's go storm the castle. Let's kill everybody. He didn't but, say anything like that. But if it, you're telling your followers and you believe this for two months that the election is rigged, it's been stolen from us and thus stolen from you, like what do you think the ultimate end game of that is? Well, you mean – Kind of like what happened in 2016 and 17, where every elected Democrat, including Nancy Pelosi, was saying this is illegitimate. 
This is the, the it was rigged. They stole it. The right, which was by the way, one hundred percent false. They said it over and over again. Yeah, and what happened when some House members actually did object to the Electoral College count? They got no support in the Senate, and Joe Biden said it's over, and it was over. Right. So, so we're talking about 2017 or now? No, I'm talking about how the Democrats in 2016 into 2017 did not object to the scale that Republicans did. So now it's scale. They objected. They followed the Constitution. They objected, just which is exactly what Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz did. That was okay. This is sedition. I got it. I got it. Well, Jerry, they didn't. Again, they didn't motivate a hundreds of okay. armed so, insurrectionists, uh, terrorists. A, to storm the Capitol building. That's the uh, difference. Again, I want you to show me where the, I can see, because I'd love to learn. I'm, I'd love to learn more. I'd love to see where they were armed. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anybody, you know, any video of people pulling out guns at the Capitol. I'd love to see it. If you got it, send it my way. I'd love to read about it. Secondly, you're going to blame Josh Hawley, who's following the Constitution, objecting to the unconstitutional way they changed the uh, election laws in, in a few states. That guy is responsible for Viking man. That guy's responsible for and the by the way. And, and just, just to, I know we're going back here, but there was uh, a former Air Force combat. Ronan Farrow had a big write up on him. He came with handcuffs and other uh, zip tie yeah, handcuffs, body no, helmet, no, body no, armor, no, tactical gear. Right. They dressed like Antifa. They dressed like Democrats. <laughs> Democrats drafting com- dra- dressing combat gear. And Tifa does. Sure. I thought we were snowflakes. Which one I, are we? I, see, I need to. I again. I they did. They saw them dressed that way with helmets. So I want to know what they were planning. I want to know what the end game was. I, I don't know. I'd love to know. We'll find out. They were maybe. Where is Pence? Where is You'll Pence? Find out maybe. I'd right, hold that thought. I got to talk about GovX.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations. Most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. I guess it was a good day and a bad day for Belichick. I'll tell you why it was a bad day. Not because of uh, Lisa Guerrero. Because I think his old friend, Nick Saban, just passed him in, uh, in in championships. I think, if I have that correct, Saban has won, which is just amazing when you think about it. Saban has won seven national titles in 13 years. Do I have that right? It's I'm double check. He's, without a doubt, the greatest college football coach ever. There's no, no debate. And you could say, oh, yeah, it's Alabama. You know, it's Bear Bryant. But between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, lots of guys coached and failed there you tell me why you can do that 
at Alabama and you can't do it at Texas. You know, why? Because Saban, that's why. I mean, they have resources. They have all the, the facilities in Texas that you do at Alabama. And we'll see how his, uh, his offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, does at Texas. But what Saban has done is just amazing. I mean, they just went up against Ohio State, Ohio State, which killed um, uh, Clemson. And they just destroyed him. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even fair. He let everybody. I mean, it was over by halftime. The 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 over numbers. The numbers at halftime. Did you see for Devontae Smith? He had twelve catches at the half for two hundred yet more. So and good. He, he's so good. And and the only hope they had was to hurt him, and they did. They broke his whatever his finger, but it was too late. It was over by then. And and on top of that, Alabama's got ten other guys who can go out there who are there. It's just kind of a, a way station on the way to the NFL. It's just, they have so many guys you look at and you say, he's going to be a good player in the NFL. He's going to be a good pro. It just isn't fair. And it is amazing that Belichick and Saban were together, we know, at, uh, in Cleveland you know, 100 years ago, and they're, they're good friends. The two of them stand alone, Belichick and the NFL, Saban. Wouldn't you say, and God knows, we've, I've taken part in a million of these you know, dumb sports radio. I'm ready. The debates are both guys ended the debates a long time ago. There's no argument you can make against Belichick as the best NFL coach ever or Saban as the best college coach ever. Both arguments are over. They're so good. It's kind of like with Brady. Brady ruined one of the great sports radio debates. You can't argue that anyone else is the best quarterback ever. You can't. I mean, you could try if you're. I guess if you're Shannon Sharp or Tony Dungy, you can try, but you sound like an idiot because there really is no case. And Saban just—he's you know running it up. <laughs> Forget- here's a better question. Here's a more. Here's a better question. Whose run is more impressive, Saban's with Alabama or Belichick's with the Patriots? It's a good question, Reamer. And I'll say this: you you want to say Belichick because the NFL is designed for parity. You know, right. you don't get a top draft pick. You got a salary cap. But college football's got a hundred and whatever it is, hundred and twenty teams. But as but as I think we were talking about last week, really only five or six are legitimate national title contenders. Yeah, I would say at most, right? At most, right. And but that's again him. I mean, it's I'm I'm not saying Dabo Sweeney hasn't done an amazing job and uh, whoever, Ryan Day in, in Ohio State, but Saban has won and continued to win and now I mean, I don't know the odds. I could check them right now, but wouldn't you say the chances are that they're going to do it again next year? Well, the recruiting is just so incredible. I mean, Alabama this year got the number one recruit out of California, which never used to happen. These, so really, if you're a good high school player, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're going to Alabama or Clemson basically these days. And that's why you see college football like this, where it's, again, as we mentioned, five teams at most with Alabama coming on top more than – Half the time. Good point. They said the entire back uh, defensive backfield for Alabama last night, and they're all studs, uh, including the guy that had the targeting penalty, which was so targeting is a terrible rule. You should penalize them, warn them. You kick a kid out of the national title game, and they did it last week at the Clemson kid. This week, uh, an Alabama kid for targeting when they're just they're young and they're aggressive and they do it, and then they go, "Oh damn, what a dumb." 
you should warn them, whatever, make it, uh, kick them out for a quarter, do something less than kick them out for the game. But it didn't, you always see these college kids, they're like in tears because they, their, their career is over, over one dumb penalty. I don't know who was like in favor of that when that idea, when they came up with that new rule, but whatever, he broke the rule. It is the rule. They kick them out. It didn't matter. They just bring in another stud, but the entire defensive backfield was all from South Florida. They're all from, uh, you know, Miami area. And I, it wasn't that long ago that maybe they would have gone to Miami, right. Or they would have gone to Florida state or Florida, but everybody knows that when you go to Alabama, you go to the pro or you think everyone goes, you go to Alabama, your next step is, you know, you go to the NFL and you, and you look at a guy like, you know, like Damian Harris on the Patriots. I didn't even, you know, notice him at Alabama. It was just another stud, but now he's a good NFL player. He'll probably have a long career. He'll make a lot of money. And in his mind, it was, you know, Alabama was the way to get there. It was the way to prepare for the NFL, which is great, which is the best recruiting pitch you can make, right? I'm going to get you and I'm going to, I'm going to get you ready for the NFL, but he has seven national championships. One was at LSU. I believe. Yes. One was in LSU. So he's got one up on Belichick and you know what next year he's going to stay that way (laughs) much more likely that Saban gets number eight than Belichick gets number seven we'll see I mean Mitch Trubisky was looking good this weekend he'll be the next QB we'll have to see (laughs) it is uh, and you know Belichick is every time Brady goes out there and just defies you know the world defies the everything nature Belichick looks, I don't want to say bad, but he looks worse, a little worse every time Brady goes out there and looks great because they just let him walk, Reamer. They just let him, they just let him walk out the door. The greatest quarterback ever who now has his team. And it'd be nice to see them win uh, this week, even though the Saints have beat him twice this year. I would like to see him win and then go to Green Bay. Wouldn't that be a great NFC title game? It'll be like zero degrees, Rodgers against Brady. In the, in the NFC, in the AFC, you will have maybe, I'm hoping, Mahomes against Josh Allen. Those are two great conference ga- uh, championship games. I'm done with the Saints. I'm bored with them. They, they on every, every primetime game, they don't play well. Breeze throws the ball five yards, and it's not entertaining. I'm, I'm sick of the Saints. I'm with you. I don't know why, but I was watching that game, and I hate the Bears. The Bears are, yeah. <laughs> as I was saying, it's a waste of three hours. The Bears games always suck. Win or lose, they suck. They're eight and eight, and I don't even know how they won eight games. But I'm watching that game, and I'm saying, why am I wasting my time? Neither of these teams is good enough to win the Super or even go to the Super Bowl. And I tweeted it out, and immediately people, oh, yeah, the Saints, they, they're better than the Bucks. They're going to, they get, uh, you know, they got Drew Brees. And I'm going, I don't think so. They're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't think. I'll tell you what, though. I flipped over to uh, Nickelodeon. Did you do that? Uh, a little bit. I did. As a media guy, you know, Jerry, I'm always keeping my, you know, aware I of the trends. To, I wanted to mock and ridicule it and hate it. Did you Did you do this, Colin? Did you watch the... I watched. I watched a little bit of it. I actually want to see like what the comparison is between CBS and Nickel. I'm sure, obviously, CBS probably blew them out of the water, but I'd like to see how many people actually did end up watching on Nickelodeon because social media was blowing up so much right. about it that it I'd love to just those, compare the numbers and see. But it wasn't too bad. It was one of those deals where you said uh, uh, I wasn't going to do it, and then Twitter started tweet. Everyone's tweeting about it. I said I'll flip over. Plus, I'm with you, Alex. Watching the Saints Bears, I'm just bored. It was a good game to, to have that gimmick, 
But I wanted to go over and I thought I would hate it and mock it and say how stupid it was. It wasn't bad. I mean, I understand they had this girl in the booth and she didn't know anything about football or the teams. And she was just like fawning over Nate Burleson. But there was great energy. And a guy, Ian, Ian, Ian Eagle's kid. What's his name? Noah? Noah. Yeah. Noah. He was good. He yeah. Was- you know what, though? I don't like him. He's 23. You think he deserved that job? Is he really 23? I thought he was like 18. No. Yeah, I know. A little older than you would think. And he also is the Clippers play-by-play guy. So a lot of nepotism there for Noah Eagle. I did not know that. I honestly was grading him on a curve. I thought he was a high school kid. And he's good. Hell, he's better than the Red Sox play-by-play guy on the radio. I don't say that. Come on. I mean, clearly – and the girl, who's the girl? Just a Nickelodeon? I don't know who she was. Like yeah. I felt like the producers like screwed those kids. Like they couldn't pronounce names. It's like why you couldn't like, I don't know, help them out a little bit. Like even Trubisky at the end of the, uh, the he said Trubisky's name wrong at the end of the game with the award he was giving out. Oh, Noah did? Because uh, not, no, 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 the other, the other sideline. Oh, the sideline. Yeah, I saw the sideline reporter and I guess he's a Nickelodeon kid and he was interviewing, uh, uh, I forget who was interviewing, one of the, the, the Saints. And, and, you know, they had to stand, whatever, 15 feet away, which is so stupid. The coach has people all around him, like Saban and Ryan Day. They're surrounded by people breathing on them for two two hours, first half, and players, coaches, refs, all around them. Then they go to do an interview at halftime, and they have to stand 20 feet apart. Well, you don't want the, you don't want the media to infect you. You should like that, Jerry. That's why. Uh, Keep the media cool. away. But one yeah. last thing on Nickelodeon, which was so dumb. I don't even understand the whole uh, – gooping you know sliming slime they, oh, slimed, yeah. they, they slimed sean payton yeah i was waiting for people to come up with analogies with belichick getting slimed by trump was like sean payton getting slimed by nickelodeon didn't happen but you do you don't uh, know about nickelodeon your kids are my age you didn't watch it growing well, up I, I did but i i mean they, they i thought it was going to be real i mean it was just cartoon slime yeah, on the slime field. time live, baby. Slime time. I mean, my man Mike O'Malley was one of the original hosts. Of yeah, that's right. They really, they really had some opportunities to. Re- I mean, they did a good job with it. So we from top top to bottom, but they could have gone really like they could have played the nostalgia up really to the NFL kind of to me and put right, to Mike me, O'Malley. Right. What was what was his uh, his co host on Guts? What was her name? She was an actual referee of Guts. They could have like done something with her if she's still here. I've never. I don't know what she's doing, but they could have really done it. Give up me, give me Nick Cannon, one of your favorite. Jerry, oh, yeah, the old Nickelodeon guy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to people who say offensive things and, and lose their jobs. Uh, Nick Cannon's not one of them. All he did was say that white people are inferior. But anyway, one last thing on Nickelodeon. They give out an MVP, and it's this weird uh, Nickelodeon trophy. It's like the MVP Nickelodeon Valuable Player. They give it a Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'm saying, hold on. I was about to give you credit for not you know, being completely you – know, f- uh, ill-informed and ignorant about football, and you give the MVP of the game to Mitch Trubisky? Well, it wasn't that. I mean, that was voted online by the fans. Oh, was it? Well, then <laughs> their fans are stupid. But I, I, I think they were, it, they were probably on, like, Nickelodeon.com, too, where it was, like, literally eight-year-old kids just saying, all right, who has the funniest name or something like well, that? I will say this. they You wanted to watch it and say, boy, they don't know what to do. They were having fun on Nickelodeon, and they, they, they kind of, in a way, made the... Uh, CBS broadcast is that who uh, the game yep. was on the other? Yep. They made the CBS broadcast look bad because it was a boring game and it felt boring on CBS. It felt much more fun on Nickelodeon. So I give up. Uh, you win. 
I was going to mock you, but it wasn't so bad. Here's and, my uh, question, though. Did Nance and Romo on the CBS broadcast do it separately? They do it, do it I think, in two booths to be very COVID conscious. Sunday that. night football, I noticed, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth right next to each other. So are they COVID truthers, Jerry? What's I going on there? Mike That's probably the question. Is, but I mean, they, they've been together a lot. I assume they feel like they're uh, no, I know, I know. No, I'm not going to spread it. But they, uh, what was the game they were? Um, they weren't there for. There was another game. Was it one of the playoff games? And the announcers were like in separate locations. Well, yeah, it was Bucks Washington. Tariko Dungy. That was right. a terrible. Tariko and Dungy were separate places. What do you think of my my idea that now that Belichick turned down the Medal of Freedom, give it to Tony Dungy instead. And, and Tony Dungy would be there, I think. He would. <laughs> or you know, find someone else, Belichick. Who else? Give it to Charlie Casserly. Belichick hates him. <laughs> hates him more than anything. How much give do you think he's like? How much do you think behind the scenes Belichick is just like so distraught over the fact that he can't accept that? I mean, that's literally the highest you know honor. What? I would say this, Dave. He's got bigger problems. They're like they're like banks are pulling out on uh, of the Trump, you know, family business. The thing that bugs him the most, I'm gonna guess is the PGA championship pulling out of his golf course. Cause he loves being part of the PGA and schmoozing with the players. And if he's persona non grata at those events, that screws up his retirement. His retirement was going to be schmoozing with, with, you know, uh, tiger and Phil and whoever else. And if he can't do that, that will really bother him. He's going to lash out big time at some point. Larry has no platform. He's been deplatformed. The president's amazing. You take away one account and he can't communicate at all, apparently. I don't know. It's going to be weird. I see Donald Trump Jr. still on Twitter, so maybe he'll use that account and then they'll ban that. But hopefully, let me just ask in general terms, Alex, you're against all this out of control big tech censorship. Please tell Uh, me. Yes, but also okay. I don't give a crap that Trump is off Twitter. Like, we're not cares? talking about Trump. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Ron Paul. You know, he's a doctor and he's well respected huh. and he's a libertarian. And Facebook bans Ron Paul. I mean, what? They're banning people willy nilly. And it should upset anybody. Good liberal. I'm disturbed like because if the election results were different, none of this would be happening. For four years, right. these social media companies acquiesced to Trump and all his goons. And now, because they're on their way out of power, they found their moral compass a little too late, as far as their I'm concerned. Moral compass, just the opposite. This is immoral, what they're doing. What they did to Parler is immoral. Just, um, how, come you, how come you didn't get on Parler? You should have been will. on there. I, 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 you are. Yeah. I signed up. I'm on there. But what they did to them, if any decent American should be rooting for Parler as they sue Amazon, what they did is unconscionable, immoral. If you allow this kind of unchecked power to to big tech, you are un-American. You are un-American. You are against freedom. You're against liberty. You're against this country, everything this country stands for. I'm really disappointed, not in you, but in, in, you know, liberals in general, media in general, that they don't feel like this is a dangerous threat and a and a dark road we're going down if big tech can control everything in by the in concert with the incoming administration. Well, I think that, that yeah, and, and, and that's my. But I think too, there's a difference between the two things, right? Trump getting thrown off Twitter is different than Google and Apple saying we're no longer hosting Parler because. Twitter is a private company, and if you lose your Twitter account, especially if you're Donald Trump, you have other ways of communicating with people. But Parler, if you're deplatformed by Apple and Google and literally nobody can download your app, 
That's different. And, and I think that... And, and you destroy which is, it. Which, which is what the Turtle Boy yesterday was talking about that other company, Gab. That's what happened to Gab. Gab got deplatformed, and you can't go to the App Store on Google or Apple to go download Gab. But, but, but two things. I mean, they destroy a billion-dollar company, Parler, just so they can have complete control over social media and deny you know one ideology the chance to communicate. And the other thing they did, they lied about it. They said there were threats on parlor and people were planning the siege on the capital no they were doing it on facebook glenn greenwald the last liberal left in america came out and flat out said there were zero people in the capital communicating on parlor they were all communicating on twitter and facebook which are up and and running no problem so they pick and choose you're allowed they're not going to take down facebook because people were uh, threatening violence on Facebook, but they will do it to Parler. It was just... Well, was, Facebook should do a better job of policing itself, though, and removing that content. Right, but they they don't have to worry about it because they're they're the leaders of the woke mob. No one's going to deplatform Mark Zuckerberg. They just do it to Parler and deny certain people will never be able to communicate on social media. They'll be... You know, Who? Like... like um, turtle boy, like me, like, I mean, they're going to get us all Alex, you know, first they came for the Jews and then they came for the gypsies. And I didn't say a thing. I mean, you, know, you, you don't care, Alex, but I guarantee you just by your affiliation from the old show, from this show, I bet you lost a couple hundred followers over the, uh, you must have. Yeah, I did because of bots, right? Didn't they purge the no, bots? No, they said something? they lied about that too. They said they were all QAnon, 70,000 people. Yeah, I, got, I had a lot of QAnon followers. 70,000 people were kicked off Twitter because they were QAnon followers. First of all, that's a lie. I lost a couple thousand. Some people. Well, that makes sense. The Q- I mean, I've, I, never, I I've never uh, received a tweet or a response or a, you know, from a QAnon account. Never. I don't even, again, I say, I don't even know what it is. I really don't. I know, oh, the Viking man, I know the Viking man is a big QAnon, but what does that mean? What does that mean? They believe, and you believe this too to an extent, that the government is run by a bunch of pedo- by this cabal of pedophiles. Why, how do I believe that? Democrats. What? I they mean, believe. Hey, come on. They believe I don't they, even you understand know. what that means. The government's run by pedophiles. I really yes. don't know what that means. But whatever. I don't care. And and Trump, is going, Trump only has eight days left to save us. From this, okay. show, us, show us your closet. Oh, there's a Viking costume in there somewhere. Just show us your closet. You so right. We got kicked off Facebook. For, I think it was temporary, wasn't it, Dave? Yes. We got yeah. kicked off Facebook because we were associated with QAnon. I swear to God, <laughs> until you started bringing it up, I didn't even know how to pronounce it, and I don't know what the hell it is. I don't understand the charge. So, what happens if? When Trump was in office, how were all the pedophiles like running the country? What was there? That's exactly because it was the deep state of pedophiles working against Trump, what, and he what was going to pedophiles have to do with it. If they're deep state, you know, uh, tyrants, that's bad. Why do they have? But to they be- are George Soros, Hillary Clinton, they're Tom Hanks. They're all pedophiles. Yes. Oh, oh uh, sign what, me up. What is what? Where, they, where can I communicate with my QAnon friends now? Yeah. Where is uh, Greenwald saying that? Like, how does he know that they weren't at all? I don't know. I guess he. Yeah. Well, first of all, we know a number of them organized on Facebook. That's uh, verifiable. Well, Facebook and, is like optimized to do so. So that's why the fact right. that they're kind of escaping criticism here is wild because you can literally make a group. You can make. You can schedule dates. You can go back and forth and like truly 
organize something. Whereas Parler and Twitter, it's you're gonna you're gonna put a lot of effort to get that thing. Well, a lot of this stuff. I mean, the original Stop the Steal campaign did start on Facebook, and it took Facebook a couple of days to shut down those groups, and that really started all this. Why do we want to shut down anything? Who cares if they say Stop the Steal? Well, because it's because it, it results in what we saw Wednesday. It so could what, result. What if they say. You know, what if they say that you know the, the 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 world is flat or something? Are there UFOs and aliens living in New Mexico? Who cares? It's free speech. Let them say it again, Harry. See, this is why, and I think that I've been uh, I've been proven correct in what I've been saying for the last four years with you that this stuff is not just words. People listen to these words and then they act. It's the same reason why Kurt Schilling wearing that shirt, Rope Tree journalist. Is not just a shirt because people just a shirt because no, if it said, if it said rope see that, tree they hear that. lawyer if it said rope tree lawyer you wouldn't care you wouldn't care at all if it said rope tree politician you wouldn't care he only joked about a uh, lawyer uh, journalist so journalists got upset they only care you know if he's mocking them it's such a load of crap are you going to tell me he's a Nazi too because he saves he collects World War II memorabilia why can't you just hate I would say the same thing to Shaughnessy as I say to you. Dan Shaughnessy, the Globe, hates Schilling. Why can't you hate him honestly? Why do you have to lie about him? He's got, you know, he's got plenty of chances. You want to make fun of him, ridicule him, uh, attack him. Go ahead. Don't lie about him. He didn't. He's not a Nazi. It's just stupid. But I don't. I don't want to get caught up in that. We'll do that on Hall of Fame in a couple weeks, they, right? Well, when they when they again shut him out of the Hall of Fame because, you know, he collects Nazi memorabilia. I have no interest in, you know what, I used to try to toe the line and say I hate Kurt Schilling, but I'd vote for him. I've changed my mind. I still hate Kurt Schilling, and I would not vote for him now. With okay, my so you admit vote. you're flawed. Admit you're a weak I human being. You can't separate the two. It's a subjective vote. I'm allowed to do, I'm, I would be allowed to do what I want with my hypothetical and, and, Hall of Fame And Schilling, Schilling we'll, we'll get him on here, and he will... Uh, He's going to wash his hands in the Hall of Fame and say, I don't want any part of you next year when he's still eligible, but whatever. You people are petty people. You're, you're, you're weak-minded. You can't separate the two. That's your problem. Anyway, a couple more things I got to get to with you. I can't believe I haven't got to this yet. First, I want to mention uh, Shea Concrete and tell you what Shea Concrete can do for you. They can build you a building. If you need a building, you need a place You know how to hide away when all this uh, craziness takes place. You need a a shelter where well, you can call Shake Concrete and they can build you a precast concrete building. They partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shake Concrete manufactures, delivers, and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. 
It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, Alex, a couple things. Damn, I want. wish we had more time for this. Um, Mike Bilberry's out at NBC. Didn't get a big, not a lot of headlines, not a lot of uh, buzz from this. It is so unbelievably unfair and ridiculous, but people don't like Milbury, and, you know, he was sexist. This is the headline of the New York Post. Mike Bilberry out at NBC after sexist comment. Now, we'll tell you what he said. They were talking about the bubble, the bubble that the NHL played in where you weren't allowed friends or wives or girlfriends. You were just with your teammates to limit COVID exposure. Uh, and um, play-by-play guy, John Forsland, said, if you think about it, the bubble is a terrific environment with regard to if you enjoy playing, enjoy being with teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place. Mike Bilberry said, not even any women here to disrupt your comfort, uh, concentration. That's it. For that, Mike Milbury got fired. That is so insane. And the even worse to me is that nobody cares. A guy lost his job for saying absolutely nothing inappropriate, nothing offensive, nothing sexist. Well, are, it wasn't. It wasn't just that though. It was. It was. It was. It was. Oh a- yes, it was. No, it was a series of remarks. He also made a remark about how nobody watches women's hockey. He made a quip about that. Right. He That's true. That's true. I hate to, hate to you know, uh, use that uh, defense of truth, but that's true. He ripped. He didn't he ripped. say. He, if he didn't say that thing about the bubble, Alex, he's still employed at NBC. Uh, yeah, but but everyone has a final straw. He ripped Tuka Rask uh, for opting out of the bubble, calling him weak and you know so belittling what? his character. So um, You're gonna fire him for that. He's said a lot of things. He's just, unfortunately, Mike Bilberry at this point is just, A, I don't think very good. I mean, I don't watch a lot of hockey anyways, but I think that he is just out of date, out of date with the times and causing more harm. That's a different, yeah, he sucks and he can go, but it's a different conversation. He's gone because the mob on social media caused enough of a stir to make NBC. He was out of date with the times. Here's what I hate is, they don't like him, and they use this and said that's offensive. They know it's not. They know it's not. They know he didn't cross the line. They know if if Doc Emmerich said this or, or whatever, Tony Romo said this, it'd be no big deal. But Mike Milbury said it, so they pounced. They seized and said it's sexist. It is not. They're men, young men, who are separated from their girlfriends and wives, and he says, you know, there's no distractions with with the women, the wives and girlfriends. That's just a. It's a fact, and b. It's not the least bit offensive. They used it to get rid of him and throw him to the mob. It's disgusting. NBC should be ashamed. It's the same company, by the way, that got rid of Jeremy Jeremy Ro- Roenick for nothing. Well, NBC it, doesn't stand for any of that kind of behavior. <laughs> and you know what? Matt Lauer was not available for comment. No. Um, two other things, because I love talking to you about. Uh, Thank you. People who say. Uh, I'm talking with you too. People who step in it when they just slip up and say the wrong thing. You wrote about this. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, PGA uh, player, star. I mean, great, great golfer. Uh, I don't know what he is in the world. Top five in the Number world. Number three. Number three in the world, major champion. And generally a really likable guy. He's very good with the fans, with the cameras uh, and the other players. And, uh, you know, he was uh, had a great rapport with Charlie Woods when he was playing against uh, Tiger and Charlie in that father-son family thing. 
which he won with his father. But anyway, he putted the other day, missed a putt, and he dropped a, a homophobic slur. And I'm telling you, Alex, I listened to this thing like six times before I could even figure out what he said. It's not clear. It's not audible. It's, well, I guess someone picked up on it, demanded an apology, and he got it. He apologized profusely. I think he'll be fine. You wrote about it, and you think, um, I mean, you don't think he should, like, be suspended or anything, do you? No, well, you know what he said. I mean, can I say the word? It was a no, we're going to play it. Dave has it ready to play, and you tell me if you can even hear what he said. Go ahead, Dave. For par at four bones. Yeah, so easy for him to knock that birdie putt pass when you putt it through the first cut here or the the fairway cut of rough. It's so difficult to pick up how coarse the grass is going to be and what direction it's going to go, and that one just got away from him as he tried to putt aggressively through it. Ouch. Wow. We're really unhappy with that one. First of all, was that the biggest uh, bunch of unnecessary analysis? Just the, oh, the, the, the way the grass is growing. You got to put shut up and he'll let him. Got to kill time in golf in a situation. Secondly, he lips it out, just misses it, and he calls himself the F word. Do I have yes. that right? Yes. Was it the two syllable or one syllable? Not that it matters. Three letters. So he calls himself the yes. F word. Yes. And. He had to apologize, and he did. I mean, he yeah. went on and on about how yeah. bad he felt, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, I don't think anybody had any problem with the apology. Like it wasn't enough. I mean, I did. So, what did you want from him? Well, so here's the thing. Like, so no reasonable person obviously thinks that Justin Thomas is some sort of raging homophobe. I think that we call this casual homophobia where you grow up using these homophobic slurs not meaning any malice by them necessarily they're just part of your vernacular and you use them so justin thomas screwed up he called himself the f word i don't think that anybody i don't think he's a raging homophobe but here's why i didn't like his apology he says this is absolutely not the kind of person i am da da no that is the kind of person you are you're the kind of person who says homophobic slurs casually that very easily slipped off his tongue i would like an athlete in his situation to address that problem that the problem of casual homophobic language being used in sports because it drives gay people away if you you're that drives what you just saw and yes heard drives yes, gay people that's an odious word golf? yes that's the not watching golf playing golf like if i'm a closet playing gay golf guy and I like golf and I'm on my high school team, for example, and opponents are the F word, they're, you know, bleep, they're, you know, bleep suckers. They're, I mean, go on down the line. That makes me feel unwelcome. And when I see Justin Thomas say that, I feel, you know what I'm saying? It builds to the stigma. What should happen to Justin Thomas, in your opinion? I mean, nothing. I mean, what he should do now is he should work to try and try and eradicate casual homophobia from the golf course and, re- and instead of saying I'm not ca- I'm not that kind of person say no I am the kind of person who says these things and this is a problem and I'm going to try and work to eradicate you know, this language. Next time you miss a putty should like use the c word and say yeah. oh, better. Sure. Something, but that, but that's the point. So, like, that's like that's a difference. Like, so he apologizes profusely. He falls on the sword because he wants to protect his brand and wants to show I'm not a homophobe. And I don't think he is a homophobe, but I do think he is somebody who uses homophobic slurs like many male athletes do, and that's like, a problem. Like, like, like you did in high school, correct? Exactly. Right. Exactly. When right. did you stop? When I came out, probably. 
the reality is you're not going to get what you want because he's just going to do everything in his power to just make sure that this never gets talked about again, right? Like he's got to protect right, the brand. Of course, he's not of do course. anything. But it, it's just kind of he did his he he apologized and he's just going to try to protect himself. Right, but but I but I wish that wasn't the case. I wish we could. I wish we could look at it from a bit of a bigger picture and say that. You know, the problem is casual homophobia. And Justin Thomas, just like Tom Brenneman, who said it and said the same yeah, thing. Ken, That's I, not- think, I think Ken, uh, uh, Tom Brenneman's was much different. That was deliberate. He was talking about San Francisco yeah. and he said <laughs> it so comfortably. What what um, uh, uh, what Justin Thomas did was directed at himself, you know, right. and, I, and his the other thing. I always ask this question and we'll get to another slur is would it be easier to try to eradicate a slur? Or destigmatize it, make it just this dumb playground taunt that has nothing to do with uh, you know uh, gay people. You know what I mean? Well, but, you can't. You, you can't take away the meaning of the of the well, slur. It happens all the time, which brings me to the next athlete. It's a uh, NASCAR racer driver named Haley Deegan. You ever heard of Haley Deegan? I have not. No, I haven't either. But she um, she races. Uh, a NASCAR, I forget the series or whatever she rides. Anyway, she's in a car and uh, she's talking about the person behind her and she said, who's the R word behind me? Don't do that, please. Because they're tailing, tailgating her or whatever. And she's 19 years old <laughs> and, and she's racing in NASCAR and she uses the R word. And I always think what if you just destigmatized the R word to be him a dumb playground taunt that nobody cared about. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't applying to people who are developmentally disabled. You know what has happened historically? Words like that have been uh, destigmatized, like imbecile used to be a, a, a clinical term about, you know, people uh, with, 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 a, with issues it was destigmatized. Now we can call anyone an imbecile. And nobody cares. In fact, Thank it's God. not really used very often. No. So if you took that word and just made it just another playground, dumb thing that, that, you know, 12 year olds say to each other and didn't make it so, uh, you know, powerful, wouldn't that be easier? I think it would just be, wouldn't it just be easier to use a different word? That's not happening. It's being oh, used yeah. and you, and you'll see when your kids are, I don't know, 12, 13, you'll see kids use it. So it's so common. And I'm like, instead of, you know, trying to, you know, put the you know, herd, the cats or put the tube in the, you, you just say, you know, don't make it. It's got nothing to do with, with people with special needs, nothing. It's just another dumb t- playground taunt, like idiot or or jerk or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with Dave though. Why not just stop using the word? Like, like I'll say for me, and like again, I, I don't know if you noticed, but people aren't stopping to u- using. It. Well, and, I mean, I don't, maybe they are. I've stopped using it. I used to use the R word a lot on the playground growing up at the lunch table. I don't use it anymore. I've learned well, to stop. Fault. I'm talking about kids. It happens. I mean, this girl, this woman's 19. Well, yeah, so she's not an adult yet. She had to apologize. I mean, she's out racing cars. I mean, you imagine. Well, this, well, this is. I'm almost more upset that they're covering uh, esports. This is like a simulation. She was in like a video game doing oh. this. That's like a big game. Yeah. It is? yeah, yeah, it's a simulation. I racing. I don't even know how that works. NASCAR's Haley Deegan <laughs> was forced to apologize. She uh, she scheduled to drive full time in NASCAR's Truck Series this year. One of your favorites. The truck. Yeah, no, you like the truck. truck. 
but she's in trouble. But she apologized profusely, and and hopefully she'll be fine, and you know won't lose her livelihood, and then she can uh, stop saying the word. But I'm just telling you, when you see it among like 15 year old kids, you feel like saying, you know, stop that. But then they'll do it more, you know. But can you make the argument that the only reason this is a story is because the majority of people are not using that word, but she did, which that's why it's a story because she doesn't well, because she did it on tape. Well, she, yeah, she well, reported, yeah. but uh, well, and- that's the other thing I wanted to say about Justin Thomas. He also said in his apology that he just found out about this, so he wanted to clear it up right away. You don't just find out; you say a word. You yes, find you just found out it was on. on right, the- right. So why are you apologizing? Because you said it, or because you got caught? Because he got caught. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's the, there was an issue a few years ago. We talked about this uh, um, in my old job because Tiger is the most fined guy on tour. At least he was, I don't know what it was, five, six years ago. And the only reason he's the most fined guy is because he's the most recorded guy. So he gets caught with an F-bomb or whatever, and they fine him. The PGA Tour finds him because it's on TV. Well, how fair is that when the guy when the guy who's like 500th in the world, he's <laughs> never on TV. He could be dropping F-bombs and, and R-bombs and F-bombs all over the place, but he's never caught and he never has to pay. So if you're Justin Thomas, you should be smart enough to know that everything, or let's assume everything's on tape because you're really good and really famous. And maybe that's the lesson here is if you're going to say those things, you can do it if you suck, if you're not on camera, if you're not on TV. See, that shouldn't be the takeaway. It shouldn't be the takeaway. But that's re- reality. That's, that's no. no. I'm trying to build a better reality. Uh, you uh, wrote about this on Outsports? Yes. Right? I got that in front of me. Thank you. And you also wrote some good stuff on your Substack, and you're Thank writing you, for Forbes, which is an un-American publication. Forbes. Why? Founded by Steve Forbes, has come out and said they're going to track all Trump yes. administration officials and make sure they don't get a job anywhere else. Yes. They're going to, they're going to out any corporation that hires any of the thousands of people who worked in the Trump administration. That is so wrong. That is so un-American. I will promote your, uh, your, your columns on Outsports and Substack, but screw Forbes. All right. The hell with Forbes. How about my pieces on the gay goods, Jerry? The gay porn no, side I've been writing for. Work, just again, the hardest work in comedy I know. You're writing for everybody. You're doing the overnight radio. You're here once in a while, even though I know half of my listeners hate your guts, but I don't. That's all that matters. But I don't anyway, Reamer. Thanks, bud. Hey, today's a big day in radio, you know. I think Why? This should, be, this should be like National Radio Day. It's What's today? It's Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh's birthday. They both have oh, birthday. together. Have they it ever celebrated be, together? That's a good question. I don't know. They not anymore because Howie Hamptons has sold out completely. I'm sure he's saying that that they should, uh, you know, string Trump up before he uh, leaves office, hang him on the Capitol steps, and you know he's saying that uh, every uh, every. Uh, and everyone at the Capitol should be do life in prison. He's so woke. I'm sure he's just, and I know why, because he's making a lot of money kissing Ellen's ass and Hillary's ass. So how we have this is a big disappointment. Rush is not going to be around much longer. Who knows if he'll even see another birthday, but happy birthday to rate to two radio giants. Thanks to you, Alex Reamer. And thanks to, uh, Shake Concrete and Alley Paving. And thanks to DC. And thanks to our new friends at govx.com. A great company. I love this new sponsor. We really do appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing. 
Thanks. We really do appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.